0: Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. So, thank you for joining me today. And we are praying for a really good week this week, that things are going to go smoothly, having successes, less hurt, and less anxiety, less stress. So, that's what I'm praying for you about this week. Today, we're going to talk about an issue that is really getting some traction, and this is the issue of sensitivity or being sensitive. And I work with this very frequently in my office with different people, and it kind of gets a bad rap sometimes. It it kind of, people misunderstand what being sensitive is versus being overly sensitive. And so, we're going to talk about this issue of sensitivity, highly sensitive people. And you have to understand that this is a n- little bit newer on the scene of really understanding that this is actually the way the way that about 15 to 20% of the population are made. This is how God made them. And, and being a highly sensitive person, it's not like a sickness or something, but it really works over time in your nervous system. And that's what makes you extra sensitive, is that the nervous system is kind of working over time. And there's a wonderful doctor. Her name is Dr. Elaine Aaron, and that's spelled capital A-R-O-N, Aaron. And I've read the book. It's wonderful. And she has written all about highly sensitive people and what the world feels like for them, what are some of the stressors, the strains, how to manage being a highly sensitive person because you really can't change it. And so this trait really occurs naturally in over 100 species, from fruit flies to cats, primates. See, highly sensitive people, highly sensitive creatures, really do have incredible gifts. Because being highly sensitive allows you to be especially empathetic, highly creative, highly compassionate, and very aware, and very self-aware. But it isn't super common. Like I said, it's 15 15 to 20%. And so many times these people that are highly sensitive can really feel alone, feel very misunderstood, exhausted, um, not knowing how to really regenerate and how to rejuvenate. And many times they get mislabeled as shy or anxious or, oh, my gosh, just be careful, walk around on eggshells with her, those types of things. And, and they many times are introverted. So even though both, introverts and extroverts, can be a highly sensitive person. So for the many people discovering that they're highly sensitive, this really helps understanding many of the things that they've probably struggled with their entire life. And so we're going to talk about indicators that might, you might see in people you love, in yourself, maybe even in your pet, as to whether or not there's high sensitivity. So I want you to know really what this word means. Because it really, the the definition really helps us to understand. And it says sensitive. People, People that are sensitive or anything sensitive. Like think about, you know, a trip wire. It's very sensitive. So it's quick to detect or respond to slight changes. Signals or influences. And so the person having this or displaying quick, delicate appreciation of others' feelings. But the one thing that I want you to really understand about highly sensitive people is not only are they very compassionate, very empathetic, very sensitive to what people are feeling and what the the room feels like and the energy, they are also in that empathetic manner They can't help but internalize how you might be feeling. Even if maybe you're not feeling it. But they have a tendency to always put themselves in the other person's position. To always put themselves in your body, looking through your eyes, and how would you feel about this. So they do, obviously, have difficulty with confrontation. Because they don't want to cause harm. Because they know what it feels like. So these people, they don't have a thick skin. No, not at all. But they are incredibly creative, wonderful, intuitive in their sensitivity. So when you think about this and think about, are you a highly sensitive person? And I'll give you a funny story. I was very glad that I found out about this this condition, this diagnosis, whatever we want to call it. Because my whole entire life, all I heard in my family was, you are so sensitive, you're so sensitive. And it became kind of, for me, a bad thing. So I didn't want anyone to know, and I tried to be really brave and courageous and not care. I tried to not care, but that's not going to happen for me. Once I understood that, wow, this is how God made me, and it makes me a very good friend, it makes me someone that feels very safe, it, it causes me to be a very non-judgmental person. And I frequently think about how someone else is feeling before I might say something. And I might think about it even afterwards. Like I might walk away from an interaction and go, oh, I hope that was okay. Maybe I was a little harsh. Maybe I said too much. And oftentimes my husband will say, I don't, I don't even remember you saying it, right? But that's how highly sensitive people are hardwired. So Think about this. Here's one of the the characteristics of a highly sensitive person. You startle easily. When people sneak up on you, you jump as high as like a frightened cat, right? Just seeing your roommate or significant other walk into a room when you weren't expecting them, it, it can set you off. It's like I wasn't prepared. I didn't know you were dropping by. I didn't know that's how you felt. I didn't know that's what you wanted. And so highly sensitive people are very sensitive to their surroundings. And they startle easily. Now, for someone that's not sensitive, sometimes that can be pretty frustrating. It's like, my gosh, I didn't, I'm not a bad person. I'm not an evil person that's lurking around the house trying to scare you. But sensitive people pick up on things and they are amplified. So if you are an extrovert and you are a highly sensitive person, then you probably need to understand how that affects you because you do have a need to be with people. If you're an introvert, then introverts have a tendency to get all their energy from being by themselves. And if you're a highly sensitive introvert, it's kind of exhausting, especially to go out and hang around with with a group, a big group of people and finding your way in it and maneuvering through it. So solitude... For highly sensitive people really calms those overactive senses that keep firing. So after a busy day, this is what I do, my husband is so sweet, many times he just, he knows I'm coming home and he goes grocery shopping. Because then I come home to an empty house and it's very calming and it has nothing to do with my husband because he's a very kind man, but it's very calming to have no stimulus. And so this is part of really understanding. This is a key trait of all highly sensitive people, whether they're introverted or extroverted, is the need to calm their senses down. And many times that's through solitude and no stimulus or a stimulus that they understand, such as music, if it's not too moving, right? If it's a, a TV show that's pretty mindless, if it's just laying down on your bed in the dark, But you have to understand, if you are a highly sensitive person, one of the ways to be responsible with this gift that God gave you was to make sure you know how to care for yourself and that you don't try to be something that you're not. And you don't try to have the external world change so that you're okay. So here's another trait, what you'll see. When you read or if you hear about violent things, you have a really strong negative reaction. So, things like reading an article about animal abuse. I, I'm telling you the truth, I cannot watch the Humane Society commercial on TV. I can't. It, it just destroys me. And, and so, I, if I understand myself, I know that I have to be careful about watching violence, hearing about violence. Now, if I hear that from a client, That's a very different environment, and where it will truly move me, I have a lot more control in that environment than it just popping up and I have to look at it, or I didn't know it was coming and now I saw it. So you really want to think about, if you're a highly sensitive person, you have to be careful because you get overstimulated. You feel more. You feel more deeply, and it's harder to get over feelings oftentimes. And so say you saw a grotesque figure, you saw a violent interaction, and somebody was violently hurt, and it was a grotesque, you may have a very difficult time getting those images out of your mind. That's what happens with highly sensitive people. They have to be really careful because all of a sudden that image keeps popping up in their mind. And what I say to them is, that's one of the ways your brain is trying to resolve it. So you can do things like give that to God. You can pray for whatever that event was. You can talk to yourself about the truth about it, that it's not happening to you, that God was there when whatever that event was happened, and God is still in control. If it was a movie, you remind yourself that nobody got hurt in the making of the movie. So let's look at another one. This also happens in the positive which can be frustrating for highly sensitive people, that when you experience a beauty or a really moving moment or a beautiful song, you will have a super strong positive reaction, but it can be quite overwhelming. So being in nature, just looking at what God has done, just noticing sunlight can really move the highly sensitive person. And they might get overwhelmed even with happiness. Things that are poignant, things that are bittersweet are harder for highly sensitive people. They take it in deeper. The emotion, the experience feels bigger. And it's hard for that person to really put into words why it's affecting them so much. And they end up feeling like they're not in control of their emotions. And they don't like feeling like they're weak. So I'm glad that we're talking about this. It's very helpful to understand you and the people in your life and those that you love. So join me in the next segment as we talk more about highly sensitive people. For listening today, you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I am Cynthia Hyatt, your host. I always want to remind you to make sure you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We have all the podcasts and the shows, lots of interesting things. We have all kinds of stuff on social media. I love it when you comment on that. It's always appreciated. So thank you for just being a part of this and really being a part of what we're doing here, really trying to make Whatever part of the world we're in, a safer, kinder, gentler place. So that is one of the reasons why today we're talking about highly sensitive people. And that this really is a different type of brain, a different type of hardwiring. And what it means is that everything feels bigger than what may happen to someone else. You know, other people, if they're not highly sensitive, they can tolerate a lot of things like sights, sounds smells and they're kind of not affected at all. Whereas the highly sensitive person, like we talked about in the last in the last part of the the earlier part of the show today, is that highly sensitive people are moved by the negative tremendously, but they're also tremendously affected and sometimes overwhelmed by positive things. So highly sensitive people are very sensitive to sounds. Certain pitches might really irritate Certain ways of, of, of talking, uh, um, an ongoing sound that never stops. They might be able to not tune out the ticking of a clock. This is part of just the hardwiring of the brain. And so it can either help them truly relax or really ramp up. So when you think about sounds, how you can make your world healthier safer for you if you are a highly sensitive person you want to not apologize for that you certainly need to tolerate some which that's just part of being in the world but it's also being able to set things up for yourself so that you can enjoy it better so that it isn't as overwhelming so highly sensitive people are very affected by smells it hits them harder than others even nice ones And what's interesting for highly sensitive people, all they have to do is bring up the memory of the sight, the sound, or the smell, and the feelings come back. So this is why it's difficult and why highly sensitive people really have to work with their brain. So it's actually helping them and not making things worse. So there may be certain foods that you can't eat because of the texture. But even if it tastes good, you don't like the texture. You don't like the way it looks. You don't like the way it smells. You don't like the way it sounds when you're eating it. And I know it sounds like, wow, these are really picky people. But no, that's really not the case. They're not picky in terms of being selfish or self-centered. They're just more affected. I say to people, it's kind of like going out into the world with no skin. Everything affects you you feel something all the time. And if you've ever if you, I don't know if you would any of you remember the show Monk, it was hilarious. This guy was a highly sensitive person, and one of the favorite things he had was going into a complete white room where there's no sound, no smell, no touch, no nothing, and he could finally relax. So this is something that God has given as a gift. So you want to think about if you're highly sensitive that when you were a kid, you might be really picky about the clothing you wore. You're the little kid that was constantly playing with the tag. It's like, I can't wear this, I can't wear this, the tag. My shoes are too tight. These socks are too tight. Whatever it is, the, the, the structure, the shape of the, of the clothing, the way it felt on your body, the way the material felt, and this is so distracting for highly sensitive people. They have to really learn to ignore what the senses are telling them. They have to work on suppressing and ignoring and recognizing that that's not helpful information for them. But that takes some energy. So if you're highly sensitive, you also struggle with deadlines and pressure. Highly sensitive people get extremely rattled when they have too much to do and not enough time to do it. They almost get frozen. They're paralyzed. Paralyzed. Because they have so many things they have to do in such a short period of time, they can't prioritize. And they get so overwhelmed. And highly sensitive people don't like doing things quickly. Because there's not enough time to process the thoughts, the actions, the feelings, the outcome. And because of the sensitivity, they want their behavior many times to be perfect. Because they don't want to negatively affect anyone. That hurts even more. So deadlines are tough. They get locked up. The pressure sometimes causes them to freeze. So being kind, gentle, understanding, goes a long way with highly sensitive people. And I'm not talking about, you know, like being unrealistic and, and, you know, totally rearranging the world so they're okay. What I'm saying is, if you know a highly sensitive person and they're responsible, for that issue. They know they are, and they do really well managing their life. One of the best things you could do for them, not problem solve, just be kind. Kindness, gentleness, empathy, sympathy, patience, positivity, strengthens them tremendously. So many times, highly sensitive people are introverted. Most of the highly sensitive people are introverted, and they probably experienced this idea that everybody said they were shy or they were quiet so you might not have been the first to speak up and these labels really missed what was truly going on with you and that because of the high sensitivity these people feel very overwhelmed in social situations and they clam up they withdraw and then they draw more attention to themselves and this is negative attention they draw it to themselves, and then they get, it gets worse. See, even extroverted, highly sensitive people often scope out the whole entire situation before they walk in. They want to know everything. They want to prepare. They want to know who's going to be there, where are we going to sit, what are we going to do, how long is it going to be. And it can come across as a control issue, but actually what they're doing, they're trying to calm down all their senses so that they can actually relax. And so understanding that many extroverts can be high performers. I'm one of them. But all my friends and family that know me know how introverted I am. And so I can have a talent for performing like Johnny Carson was one of the quintessential introverts of all time. So I know all kinds of ways to help me succeed so that my high sensitivity doesn't work against me or against others. So think about this sensitivity issue, because this is different than being overly sensitive. Sensitive people, this is a gift God gave them. So many times, one of the other indicators is that they get overwhelmed in very busy places. They get overwhelmed by the amounts of sounds, the amounts of sight, the amount of activity going on, like bars, clubs, concerts, parties, and festivals, I mean, even a classroom or their office, where there's a lot going on, can be really overwhelming to the senses. And they might say, like, they're feeling assaulted by the restaurant they're in. They don't like the stimulation, where people that are not highly sensitive really enjoy the experience, having a different experience. So think about this as you are thinking about you, people in your life, your children, coworkers, because this can help us really love well. Join me in the next segment. We're going to talk more about the highly sensitive person. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you so much for being here today with me, joining in this time of just discovery, understanding new things. Being really able to be the best version that God has called us to be. So one of the things that we're talking about, if you're just joining, is a quality called the highly sensitive person. And it's recognizing that this is a structure in the brain. This is organic. This is the way they're made. This is the DNA. This is the hardwiring of the person. They didn't ask to be highly sensitive. And we talked in the, in the other segments about some of the giftedness that comes from being, being highly sensitive and some of the pitfalls that occur and what it may be like to be a highly sensitive person or be with a highly sensitive person. So you certainly can read more. There's a woman, her name is Jean Graneman, and she's written a lot about this as well as Dr. Elaine Aaron, who's written a book called The Highly Sensitive Person. And in the front of the book, it has a little checklist you can go through the checklist and see if you're a highly sensitive person. And it gives, she gives lots of great exercises and ways to manage it, to understand it, and have it work for you. Uh, she and her husband are both highly sensitive people, and this is one of the ways they came up with this title, this diagnosis. And it is now finally really widely accepted. So we always have this pitfall, though, of thinking that we're catering to a highly sensitive person. Or that we're really rearranging things to help this person, like they're the princess in the pea or something. Well, they kind of are the princess in the pea. She was probably a highly sensitive person. So, what you want to think about is the more that person takes responsibility for being highly sensitive, the less you will probably notice it because they will have some ways to deftly maneuver through their social issues, their social in you know, environment and, and events and how they interact with friends and family, spouses, lovers, whoever that children, whoever that may be. So we're not thinking about changing an entire environment to cater to a highly sensitive person. But we are understanding that if they need to get up, maybe go to the restroom, get a little time out from the dinner, that they're really kind of just regenerating. They're kind of regrouping, and they're getting some energy back by kind of introverting. Then they come back out, and they can start enjoying the event again. So think about highly sensitive people really don't choose to be highly sensitive. And we left off talking about this issue that they get easily overwhelmed by busy places and and that, that it's tough for them if the, if someone pops in if all of a sudden you make a quick um, schedule change, like we were going to go here, but hey, now we're going to go here. And so-and-so is coming along as well. So with highly sensitive people, warnings really help because they kind of reset. They kind of then adjust, and they get prepared for this event. And and if that's not possible, then you want to think about this highly sensitive person is going to have to figure it out. And like I said in the last segment, I am one. It was very helpful for my family when they realized that, oh my goodness, this is how God made her. So I'm very sensitive, and that really works in my job. I'm very sensitive to small little nuances that I see in someone's eyes, body language that I see, the energy change in in my office that might occur when someone says something. And I care very deeply, and all of my patients know I care about them. So it can work for me because I understand it. But it can also work against me if I'm not responsible for it. So one of the qualities that really we see in highly sensitive people, they have a very rich inner world, vivid daydreams and nightmares. There's always something going on in their mind. They're always thinking. They're rethinking. They're overthinking. They're thinking about what happened yesterday, five years ago, what might happen next year. And if they're not careful, they can burden themselves tremendously with it. So part of being a highly sensitive person is understanding that God gave it to you as a gift, not as a curse. And it's understanding yourself, loving yourself, taking care of yourself, educating yourself. So that you really understand what high sensitivity means. Because HSPs are always searching for meaning whether it's through relationships, religious beliefs, worldview, causes, they're always saying, what's the point of this? They're searching for the meaning. They're not content with a shallow life. And they have a strong desire to live with purpose, to change the world, make it a greater world. And this high sensitivity helps process things more deeply than others might. And for all these reasons... Others may see the highly sensitive person as spiritual and wise because they think a lot and they care deeply. So this is why we want to really be loving God's people for how he made them. It was his idea to create you and he was very glad that he did. This is Cynthia with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last part of this hour. Visit the website if you're just tuning in. And we'll finish talking about the highly sensitive person. I hear the whispers in my well, good afternoon and welcome back to the show if you've been listening this whole time. And if you're just joining us, thank you very much for being here. And if you are just joining, make sure you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And you can listen to this show in its entirety. Because today, we are talking about something that is not talked about often. It's kind of taking, a, getting a little traction. But it's what's called the highly sensitive person. And we talked at length about all different things that indicate it. And I have some more things that will help to understand the highly sensitive person. And to recognize that this is not something that they've created or asked for. This is really in the DNA. And there's about 15 to 20 percent of people that are HSPs. Typically, they're introverted, but not always. So we left off with this idea that highly sensitive people have a very rich inner world. They're thinking all the time. And they are always searching for meaning. Things need to be deep and meaningful. Otherwise, I mean, because if it's really just fun, that's fine, because if the meaning is to have fun, that's great. But they don't want to talk about just small talk. They're not good necessarily with small talk. And so they have very deep feelings about social concerns, religious issues, any type of cause that they are a part of or see. And they're very, they think and feel deeply about the people that they love. And so you might also recognize That highly sensitive people notice things that others miss. And they hear things that others miss. And they conclude things that you might not have thought. And so the sensitivity is sometimes like an extra sense. It's like a sixth sense. Because you pick up on the way a friend's voice sounds. You see the facial expressions. You see micro expressions much better than most people. You recognize body language. You feel an energy change. And so you might be the first person to notice that a store you and your friends pass by every day put up a new sign, and the rest of your friends are like, "I didn't even notice that." Well, why did you notice that? Well, the highly sensitive person can't help it, because their brain is constantly cataloging information. So highly sensitive people pick up on behavioral changes in their friends and family or coworkers. They might notice. They might say, "Hey, did you you know what, Susie?" has been, you know, called in sick three times this month now. I wonder what's going on with her. Where the other employees might say, I, I didn't even notice. So this is what you want to think about. These, these people are very, um, the engine is always running. And so it's either running because they are fueling it or it's running because the world is stimulating them and, and fueling it. So highly sensitive people oftentimes feel what we call more porous. And porous means that it's able to absorb things, like a sponge if it's lost its ability to be po- It's not porous anymore. It can't pick up and hold water. So highly sensitive people are very porous. They, they absorb more from the environment than other people do. Like I said, the vibe in the room, people's moods, the weather... T- can really affect highly sensitive people much more than others. And these things, you know, quote-unquote, get into an HSP much more easily than they do others. They can't help but notice. That's being porous, is it's in me before I even was able to choose whether or not I wanted to notice it. So it's like highly sensitive people are like a sponge to their environment. This is one of the reasons... They have a hard time finding themselves sometimes. They have a hard time knowing maybe what they're feeling or what they're thinking or what they want to do because they have so much that they have picked up. They might have a hard time finding themselves. And one of the ways they find themselves is isolation, introverting, not being stimulated by anything. And then they start to go, Oh, that's what I feel. That's what I want. That's why it hurt my feelings. That's what bothered me. So they regularly feel assaulted many times by the environment that they're in, especially if it's an abrasive environment, if it's uh, a cruel environment, if it's a stressful environment. It's very overwhelming for a highly sensitive person. It takes so much energy for them to manage. So highly sensitive people, they also cry easily. And that can be one of the most frustrating things for HSPs, because they cry over sad things. They cry over happy things. So they're the, they're the ones that tear up really easily. And many times if you're telling an HSP something you feel or something that happened to you and you see them tear up, you might go, Oh, no, it's really not that big of a deal. I'm really okay. I don't No, you don't have to cry. I'm fine. That's how you know you're with a, a very highly sensitive person because they pick up on how you felt when it initially happened. You may be over it now. But they're feeling what probably you felt when it originally happened. So they weep with joy, weep with sadness, weep when they're stressed. And and male HSPs really usually don't like to show this publicly. But they are also generally emotionally sensitive as well. Highly sensitive men have a very difficult time in many ways because they are more affected. They have a tendency to want to isolate more to introvert more, to not share things, to not want information. So you want to recognize, wow, I wonder if this man is a highly sensitive man. And it isn't because he's a jerk or he's antisocial. Maybe he's just highly sensitive. And it's more publicly and uh, it's more reasonable, it's more acceptable to have a woman that's a highly sensitive person because we see women as more sensitive anyways. It's much more difficult for a man to be highly sensitive. So you have to understand that when it comes to relationships with a highly sensitive person, they seek meaning. Remember, they seek meaning. So when it's a romantic relationship, they really seek meaning. They don't casually date. They don't do one-night stands very, very infrequently. Flings. They're not that spontaneous. And if they do, they swear them off after a few bad experiences. They learn very quickly that it doesn't work for them. Because see, highly sensitive people become deeply attached to people that they let into their lives. And it's too painful for them to begin a relationship thinking or knowing that it's not going to end. I mean that it will end, but it's probably not going to last. So highly sensitive people notice when at the grocery store, Hey, where did that checker go? She used to be here all the time. She told me about such and such. I hope she's doing okay. They would A highly sensitive person notices these things. They attach to places. They attach to animals. They attach to people. They attach to ideas. And they are very committed to them. So you have to understand that these people often think about the deeper meaning of life. Like, why are we here? What is the point? And they ponder. They think, why are humans placed on this planet? How did this all begin? What does this all mean? Why is God doing what he's doing? Why is God not doing something I think he should be doing? So, most people, the majority of people also may think these thoughts, but the HSP contemplates them. At length, thinks about them, picks them back up, worries over it, may stress over it. And this is th- what differentiates the person from average, normal humans to a highly sensitive person. So when because of this attachment issue, this is one of the hardest things for them. Because when something is ending, they have trouble letting it go. They have trouble ending it. They're going to feel it more deeply. They're going to feel it more as a death, as a loss. Where average people, are, they may feel something, but it doesn't necessarily derail them, and it doesn't derail their day. But a highly sensitive person is going to have a hard time if something that was good ends, and it ends poorly, especially if it ends poorly. And if it hurts other people in the process, that makes it even worse. And that has to do with their ability to attach. And how problematic it can sometimes be for the HSP. Because when you attach, you care more. So they many times appear even more introverted because they're attempting to manage that. So think about it like this. When you're hungry, you might have a hard time concentrating. And your mood might plummet. So... This is part of what highly sensitive people have to deal with. Their bodies affect them a lot. They have a harder time detaching from their body. And so they're sensitive to different spices. They usually have hypoglycemia. It's very common for HSPs to have hypoglycemia and have to deal with low blood sugar. Other things affect them very much. Alcohol, smoke, caffeine, all these things, different spices, really affect them. And, you know, my parents used to, to laugh because I was the kid, when my mother would make lasagna or spaghetti, she always has, had to set aside one bowl with just plain noodles. I didn't want anything on it. I just wanted the plain white noodles. And and I'm still very much like that today. I I do not like complicated foods. <laughs> so when I told my mother about this whole thing of highly sensitive people... It was very helpful for her because she thought, I just didn't know how to help you. I didn't know how to help you with how much the world affected you. I didn't know how to help you with how deep it went inside of you and how hard it was sometimes for you to get over things or past things. So it was very helpful for her to see that, oh, this high sensitivity is in all the realms of the person. Emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, socially, physically. It affects all those realms so the person that's an HSP also feels very nervous if somebody's watching them now this doesn't mean if they are choosing to perform like I said Johnny Carson was an very introverted man but he was a great performer but he always left immediately after the show he didn't like to hang out with other people he got very overwhelmed And so if someone is watching an HSP, especially if they're trying to learn something new, it's a disaster oftentimes. The pressure of someone watching as they are trying to learn is very overwhelming, very shaming in some ways. Because they're sensitive to what you're going to be thinking about how they're learning. And they don't like to be out of their element. They don't like to look vulnerable. And so you might do your job perfectly well. But as soon as your boss observes you to evaluate your performance, then you might start to make a lot of mistakes. Because the attention is overstimulating. And you end up making more mistakes. So the attention for someone that likes to do public speaking, likes to perform, that's a controlled attention. They know when it begins, they know when it ends. And so it's much more manageable than someone just watching them. It feels very exposing. So they also take great pains in their life to keep from being overstimulated. And they many times need more quiet time or maybe even more sleep. So ask yourself, am I a highly sensitive person? Do I know someone that's a highly sensitive person? And think about the gifts that that brings that don't necessarily come naturally to others. Think about what HSPs notice. Think about what they see that others miss, how deeply they love, how much they attach. They're oftentimes, like I said, artists, musicians, writers. So ask yourself if you're an HSP or if you know someone and go to any of the websites that really educate you on HSPs. Now, Next week, we're going to continue with this, and we're going to talk about the difference between a highly sensitive person and an overly sensitive person. These are very different. Have a great week. I look forward to talking to you next week, and I'm praying God's best for you. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Have a wonderful day.
0: To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.